Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. My name is Mark, and I am joined this evening by the whole crew is here tonight. We've got Adam, we've got Tony, we've got Liza, we've got Rachel, Chris, and my lovely wife, Bridget. Yay! Hi! Hi. I can't believe it! Hi, everyone! Well, this is a special occasion. It is. It's our 100th episode. Yay! And they thought we wouldn't do it, right? right. I can't believe it's been 100 episodes. It just goes to show you, you can throw out garbage for 100 shows in a row, and it's it's fine. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We don't think it's garbage. We we like what we're doing. And, and actually, that's kind of the point of the show. We thought we would talk a little bit about what makes us Disney. So I, I'm just going to throw it out there. What makes you Disney? What makes you love Disney? Um, I'm going to start with Bridget. What makes me Disney was I started going to Disney when I was really, really young. I was probably like two. And um, my grandparents really started the whole tradition of us going to Disney every year because my grandfather was very, very much like had like a very, uh, a sense of like, like Walt Disney. Like he enjoyed everybody having a family vacation, everybody enjoying every bit of their vacation. He had always said that that's where he, what he wanted to do. Every year after that, once they opened and once he got the family down there before I was born, that's what we did. We went to Disney every year. Um, and so it just, it became this family tradition. Once he passed, we still went with my grandmother and my mom. I was in college. I did the college program. And then I started planning trips for people. So I always have, it's always been integrated into my life. So I can't really imagine anything other than having Disney as a part of my life. So um, that's kind of how I'm, I'm like, I just, I love the story. I love, I love everything. I like everything about it. So um that's kind of my my Disney past and what's kind of introduced me into loving the parks and loving the story of the parks and how things are integrated and like all the details and and then introducing my children to it so and then making Mark more obsessed with it than I am so <laughs> okay which is kind of all right, fun. I like that let's go over to Mark kind of hang out with Bridget sometimes yeah. what makes you Disney <laughs> for me it's it's been that it's it's really and I know people complain about how crowded they are and all this other kind of stuff it's an escape feel like when we go you're going someplace completely different and um and you know we, we go a lot but it just seems like like i when i'm there at disney i really feel like i'm away you know like i were and you do you go into that disney bubble and it's you know like i mean i have no idea you know we go there we're usually there for like what like nine days or something like that and i don't know what's going on in the outside world for those nine days like because we're just sort of like concerned about our little you know our trip and you know fast passes and dinners and and that kind of stuff and um and and it's just a lot of fun like i really feel like we're it's an escape you know because up here in the you know we're up up here in the northeast you know in pennsylvania um you know every, a lot of people go to the shore for, for in the summer like that's kind of like the big family trip and and we go so we still go do that too but i you know like when you're at the shore you're never really like i never feel like you're away no you know? if i have to cook it's not a vacation you know <laughs> but like disney's feeling. like yeah disney you know when you walk into animal kingdom it feels like you're in like a completely <sighs> different place you know and i just love that you know i feel like that that in the magic kingdom and everything Okay, I I agree. I like that about Disney is you really do get to disconnect. So I think that's part of what makes it special for me too. Um, 
how about you, Adam? Uh, mine is going to be, I think, a little mix of Bridget and Mark. Uh, growing up, we always went to the beach. And, you know, I'm a little bit younger than the rest of you guys. And, a uh, lot. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, just a smidge. That's Jeff's Adam. Just a smidge. And, um, and we were always the family that never went to Disney. And everybody would come back and talk about their trips. You know, coming back from spring break, Christmas break, even summer vacation. And we never gone. And then I remember finally I was, I don't know. <laughs> you guys are going to laugh. I was 10, and my mother surprised us. We're going to, you know, Disney in, you know, March, I think it was. And ever since then, like Mark said, it's it's an, an escape. So it's it's kind of like you don't really, you're not, you don't really, re- you realize you're not in the outside world. And even more recently, now that, you know, I'm working, it's nice to not look at your phone for work emails for a day and just escape from you know realities so for me i i do it now because i don't want to think about all of life's issues even though disney throws those at you with how much they charge you for things and how much time you got to wait for a bus or this that and the other thing but it's nice to sort of not think about work problems or life problems for a couple couple days okay um rachel what about you well mark kind of took mine i was going to say escape from reality so then when i think about it you know we i didn't go i went when i was three but i don't really remember it all i remember is that was the trip my mother refused to fly again because we in, in, encountered bad weather and that's that's basically my only memory of being three and that and my dad wouldn't let me you know how they would show the on the even then they had a repetitive thing on TV and I remember he got sick of watching it. Those were like my only memories. <laughs> <laughs> but then um when I was 23, 22, 23, I got invited to speak at the Florida Speech Language Hearing Association and I told my he wasn't my husband at the time we were engaged. I was like, "Come on, I've got a trip paid to Orlando. You're going with me." We stayed at the Rosin Center Hotel, and I was like, we cannot go to Orlando without buying a ticket and going to Disney World. And so we went to Magic Kingdom. We walked in, and the parade was, we didn't even know what to, you know, it wasn't like you could get on the internet then and just find out all this stuff. And I remember going to the local library and getting books and trying to prepare, but really not knowing. And we got there, not when the park opened, and formed a line to watch a parade and a cast member was standing next to us and said you need to walk over to this restaurant and get a reservation for later they have characters and just in those first two hours we were hooked by the kindness of this person next to us and then going to eat at this restaurant where Minnie Mouse came by and gave us a hug and we just escaped and became kids again and neither one of us had had that opportunity as children and so we fell in love with it but we didn't have the money and I saved for five years to surprise my husband to go back for his 40th anniversary or birthday. And um, so we fell in love with it as big kids. And I think it gave us an excuse to be children again at heart. I love that. I love that. And I, like you, I didn't get to go as a kid. So I totally get that. Or I, I didn't get to go at all. So, um, okay. How about Liza? Well, when I started going to Disney, I believe I was in the fourth grade, and I don't want to say, I don't even remember what year that was. It's been a little while. We didn't stay on site the first time, and that was bad. We stayed at, like, some cheap motel off of, like, was it iDrive over there? Like, you know, it wasn't great. And I remember my stepdad, he was like, 
this isn't good and he didn't like it and then the next time my mom was like begging him let's go back let's go back and so we went back and stayed on site the next time and we ended up loving it well he loved it more because he got to ride the bus and he didn't have to park and he liked <sighs> he liked that no he liked the okay just i just want to clarify something really quickly your stepdad was the most amazing man so oh, don't, yeah. I don't want people to think he's like this crabby guy that's begrudging you a trip because he was a wonderful man. So. Oh, he was the best. He, yeah. well, he was grouchy that time, but <laughs> that's, well, he didn't want to go to Disney World. Like, he was like, I don't really want to go there. It looks horrible. And my mom drug him and made us go. And then the next time we went, um, he loved it. And then that became our family vacation since that second time that we went we started going every year and he loved it he and then him and my mom later on in life they went like four times a year together they would get annual passes and planning was like his deal and then when I was a kid what what I loved about Disney of course was Epcot I've said that before but I don't know it's just there was so much newness to it back then and so many innovative things that you would see there and it and also Hollywood Studios, too. When I would walk in and, and the 40s feel of everything and Hollywood. And I actually was chosen to be a part of that um, backstage tour thing. Remember the, what was that called? When you got in the truck and... Oh, the Backlot Express the Tour back or lot, The Backlot Tour, like- yes. Yeah, I was that. And I just remember as a kid being like, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm going to be a movie star. You're not going to get a better... Well, in my opinion, you're not going to go anywhere that you're going to get more value of entertainment and food and everything than you're going to get at Disney. I, and I've been a lot of places and I, I feel like that's just the best. Okay. I agree with you there. Let's go ahead and finish up with Tony. Okay, so for me, uh, growing up as a kid in California in the early 70s, uh, driving down from Alameda, we would we would go to uh, Anaheim a couple times a year. And, uh, you know, I was little, um, probably three, four years old at the time. And I have vague memories. You know, a, a lot of it are those uh, cruddy old Kodak pictures from that time. Um, and after that, we moved around, we left California. My father passed away when I was 10. So I kind of had this romanticized ideal of Disney, um, because it was where we went as a family, uh, skip ahead many years. Um, after his passing, uh, we went to Disney once my mother and I, as part of a a cousin's high school band thing. And it was, it was a special trip. We stayed off site. We were at the high Q, which was this old round hotel on international drive bus trip down from Connecticut, a bad experience, but it was Disney and being up in Connecticut, you know, now with a, with a single parent, I didn't get to go, uh, that often. Um, you know, watch the wonderful world of Disney every Sunday, watch the new Mickey mouse club that came back on in 77, 78, you know, Disney was kind of like this ideal, uh, to me, um, of simpler times. Uh, fast forward to 1998, Cheryl graduates from college, we go to Disney, and it kind of becomes our thing, uh, where we start going there every year. You know, first year we're off-site, then we realize we, for the money we spent off-site, we could have stayed on-site. Um, 
and we start planning and we start getting into the research and uh, you know it's the early days of some bulletin boards uh, and and fan sites and we start surfing them and joining them and learning about discounts and behind the scenes stuff and you know I like the planning aspect of it um, and eventually uh, you know we, we just started going there every year because it became comfortable to us and for me it was a uh, you know like I said it was a, a an, an idealization, uh, a, a romantic memory of my family when I was younger. And as I was starting my family, I wanted to have that same uh, type of experience. And, you know, for, for me, Disney is a, you know, like others have said, it's an escape. It's a release. Uh, it's forgetting about the everyday uh, monotony of life and your troubles. And uh, it, it's all about the experience of what I consider to be a simpler time. Um, and it, it's tough to think of it as a simpler time because in simpler times we didn't have fast passes and, uh, you know, 180 day dining windows and, um, it, it's, it's more, it's just more about it's, it's family time and it's a time to make memories. And that's, that's why I am Disney. You know, it's, it's about memories, uh, that I have with my parents and it's about memories that I have with my kids, and hopefully one day it's about memories that I will have with my grandchildren and extended family. Okay, that's very nice. I So, like Tony, I was a kid up in Alameda. Okay, it was a little bit outside of Alameda, a little farther north. but And my family would also drive down to Anaheim. And they would keep on driving. Because my grandparents lived about four miles from Disney and we never went and I can remember being a little kid and if you remember being a little kid in the 70s you're in the back of a station wagon and you know you're not even wearing a seatbelt it's not the best situation maybe if you're lucky you get to go to McDonald's and you're driving to your grandparents and you see that big sign and you're like oh my gosh you're gonna keep driving we just didn't go they they just, I don't know why we didn't go because it really wasn't that expensive to go. I think it was just something that didn't register. Um, but anyway, so I didn't get to go to Disney until I was in college. And I actually didn't go to college until I I was in the Army for three years. And, um, and then I went to college after that. And so I probably was like a sophomore in college. I was going to Florida State, so I was close. And I was going out with someone and he had been raised to be a Disney kid. He actually was was from uh, North Florida and his godparents worked at Disney. In fact, his godfather retired from uh, the Air Force. He had been a POW in World War II, but he had stayed in the Air Force and retired. And then he worked on the trains. And I can remember going, they would let, in those days, in the 80s, you could go ahead and get um, into the Magic Kingdom as a guest through the back. So I can remember going in the back, you know, for free, and um, they would show us the trains and the respect they showed to my ex-boyfriend, to his um, godfather was really impressive because he had been a POW and he loved these trains and he loved Disney. And so I kind of got into it because of, you know, because of them and because of how they felt about it. And we went all the time. And um, it was funny because up in Tallahassee, 
people didn't really go to Disney. You know, they had access to it so easily. They weren't really that into it. So I wouldn't always tell my friends, you know, hey, I'm going to Disney. When I met my husband, one of the first things I did was take him down to Disney. And we went and, you know, we, we did that a lot until we moved up to D.C. And we were moving all over the place. Anyway, I always said to myself, as soon as I had a kid, I would take them when they were five years old. So when my oldest one was five, I also had two 10-month-old babies. And I ended up going the first time we went as a family in 2007 in December. I didn't know anything because I had always been local-ish. I had always kind of just gone down for the day or maybe stayed overnight. Um, I always had an annual pass when I would go. So it wasn't like I knew how to really plan a trip. And so we went. We didn't have a dining plan. We didn't have dining reservations. We stayed at the cabins. We had the best time I'd ever had in my life. I mean, I can't even tell you. And I here's the thing. I have been all over Europe. I've traveled to South America. I have lots of really interesting travel experiences. But nothing had lived up to seeing the castle lights lit up, which I did not expect. That was the first year they were done. And if you you have ever seen the dream lights for Christmas, they're phenomenal. Anyway, I'm going on and on, but that, that was it. That was, and it had always been it for me. You know, the quality won me over the history. Like I said, with, with my ex-boyfriends, godparents and how much they loved it and how, how, you know, they connected to it, but it wasn't until I went with my own child and had that experience. And it wasn't necessarily because of my kids. That was a great part of it. I think it was experiencing it in a different way. So it's a lot of things for me. Um, I would have liked to have gone as a kid. I think in some ways it's special to me because I got to discover it as an adult, but yeah, I mean, it's just a wonderful experience. And again, the quality gets me every time. I like that I know that I can go into a Disney hotel and it's going to be clean. I like that pretty much 90% of the time I'm going to have a good meal if I put money on the counter and eat at Disney. I mean, I don't have bad experiences there. So that's about I will it. say that with, with Mark, when um because he hadn't been since he was like eight years old. And when he went with me, he was probably what 34 well 33 right and um and i remember on the flight home it was our first anniversary that's what it was and on the flight home i was like oh i would i could come here every year because i i we kind of took i took a break i mean when i was in college and you know after my college program and we were here it was sporadic yeah just because of money and you know whatever you're starting out and i remember he was like no there's no way i come here every year well now it's like that, when when's the next trip when are we going what's, I, what's happening that was not exactly what happened <laughs> here it is <laughs> no, no what my, did you my, say? my argument was ahead, always sir. when we were when, before we had the children i was like well we should go if we're going to ever go to europe or anything like that we should do it before we have the kids but that you know i was like we shouldn't go to disney we should go do stuff like that but i but that's that said i i love going now i mean it's just it's fantastic well, that's how my, my stepdad, like, he didn't want to go, and he was like, I don't want to go over back there, and then it was like, he's dragging us there. I feel yeah. like I, I didn't have to talk Kevin into liking it, but it wasn't until probably the last two or three years that he's really gotten into it. Now, I will say, 
one of the reasons he really likes it is one of our kids is a total ride junkie. Like he loves to ride attractions and that's made it a lot more fun for him. And incidentally, also going over to Universal, not going to lie, um, the rides over there are pretty phenomenal. And, and Kevin and Thomas, that's their thing. You know, they will ride Disney rides from sunup to sundown. But at least once during that trip, they're over at Universal. So, um, and we're close enough. We have annual passes for both parks. So it's not really a big deal to kind of take a couple hours at one and go to the other. But um, yeah, I mean, Kevin really came around. I think at first he thought it was really odd. You know, when he met me, I was in grad school. I was very serious. I wore a lot of black. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Where did that girl go? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, I remember I, I went from Tallahassee, Florida, where I was in, you know, in school. And I went to grad school in D.C. And all my clothes were pink. And my skirts were too short. And I just immediately immersed myself in that DC look you know I was constant like I was very worried looking and I had black on all the time and I think that Kevin assumed that was who I was the worried so, look, the worried look I, is where it's at over there yeah I'm like like what where did this person with the mouse ears come from I don't understand I married this person with like a black turtleneck looking very serious <laughs> you're gonna save the world now you're you know booking Disney vacations but yeah I mean a lot Kevin, let me get my my headgear I know, right? It's, it's really funny how, like, I mean, I'll say for me, I mean, a lot for me in my life changed because of Disney. Like, I, you know, I went to law school. I was going to be very serious, and then I had kids, and the, being a travel agent became, like, a way for me to work and, you know, work from home in a way that I re- – and I loved it. I mean, that was the funny thing for me is I just loved the job so much, and – now I can't even imagine wanting to do anything else. But I think, you know, for Kevin, at first he was like, where did my wife go? So I now he just accepts it. But at first it was really weird. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, All so, right. Well, yeah, this is a lot more enjoyable, I will tell you. So Disney in general is a lot more enjoyable. Definitely. Um, so, okay. All right. So why do we podcast? I mean, like I... If, if I could, I will just say I've been podcasting, as you all know, since 2010. And I remember when my boss at the time asked me, hey, I think I want to do a podcast. And we didn't reinvent the wheel. We just did exactly, and I'll say it, with, with the Diz Unplugged did. I mean, Diz Unplugged is, was like the standard for podcasts. And we created a podcast. And then we started doing this one. And I think this is just an extension. Like I love to talk about Disney and I will tell you that, you know, a few months ago I met with sort of a big wig um, who works for Disney. And she said to me, how do you think up topics? Don't you just run out of things to say? And I said, Oh no, never. (laughs) I don't think you understand who you're talking to here. I said it much more politely than that, of course, because she's, you know, she's an important lady, but um, I couldn't believe she asked that. I'm like, well, how is that even possible? There's so much for us to talk about. So, and we don't run out of topics. I mean, you know, a lot of times Liza or Bridget or Rachel and I, because, you know, I think primarily those are the, we all talk the most. We'll start talking about Disney. You know, we might talk about our kids and our jobs, but I mean, a lot of times we revert to Disney and like you could hit record and it could be a show. So why do you guys podcast? That's why I podcast. Well, um, I'm going to go with Bridget again. I'll start with her. Why do you podcast? Um, I think it's more just because I like to talk Disney and I like to kind of 
You know, I, every trip is different, and every yeah. trip you have new experiences, and they could be bad experiences and good experiences. And I, mean, I remember the first time we traveled with our kids. I mean, I've traveled with my personal family. I've traveled with extended family. I've traveled with Mark's family, and it's you always different. I've traveled with you. It was lovely. <laughs> that one time. That one time. <laughs> um but you know, it's it's every every trip is different, and especially traveling with little kids. And as they grow, like I mean, it's it that I mean, I remember the first trip. I was like, "Wow, we did this whole thing wrong." You know, I mean, we yeah. just we blew it. But I'd never traveled with a kid that was two years old before. You know, I was a new mom. When, so there's always like advice to give, and you know, it's kind of like I always say, like you know, Disney advice is kind of like advice giving to like the. I know I have a friend who's his wife is going to have a baby and I'm like, you know, no one's going to give you the, the best advice that's going to be spot on, but they can just, you know, give you tips and, you know, use what you can and, and do what you can with it. But I feel like, um, you know, podcasting kind of helps to, I, you know, I give my advice to clients, but it kind of spreads the word around a little bit more, you know, just to kind of help people. And, and even just to, just to like, sometimes just listen to podcasts, just to be like, you know what, I really wish I was back down there. I want to, let me hit a podcast and, and just kind of, you know, bring myself back to being in Magic Kingdom and on Main Street and walking down and smelling the bakery and whatever you know what I mean so it's just kind of like a conglomeration of everything I think right what about you Liza well oh god you're gonna have an interesting one well (laughs) I mean I could if I mean I'm gonna try to keep it rated G I started listening to podcasts I didn't even know about a podcast quite honestly until I had my kids I had twins and I couldn't leave my house And I was basically felt like I was trapped here and my life was over. And I was dreaming about going to Disney and taking my kids to Disney. But they were so little at the time. And I was like, I'm not doing this by myself right now. They're not even one. So I sat here and I was looking up Disney stuff because I hadn't been in a while because I was pregnant. You know how it is. And so I found I stumbled upon WDW today. And that was a good one. The old school WDW Today. Yeah, that was my favorite too. And I never heard it, and I didn't even know it existed. And it apparently been on the on the. It had been a podcast for years before I found it, so I had a lot of episodes to listen to. Like, so I just started like binge listening, and I really got into podcasts at that time. And I thought, man, I'd like to do this. You know, I mean, make a show or create a show. And I've always been really tech techie and and I've always thought well I could do it I mean I could figure anything out on a computer I don't know I mean when I met Christina I was like hey I want to do a podcast she's like yeah let's do one and I think the really amazing thing about you is okay you're you're blonde you're pretty and people don't assume that like you're this total like techie person that can figure out all kinds of things and so like you came up to me we were we were actually on a work trip to we were at universal i guess it was or maybe no it was a disney one we were on a trip for and um we were talking about it and i remember you said well we should do this and uh that was about it yeah like okay all right. Yeah. You know, it, it's just something that's fun. And I always look forward to talking to all of you guys. I always think this is good because yeah. it's kind of like a therapy, you know? It is it's like therapy. It is therapy. It's my talk therapy. <laughs> I've got many issues. This is one of them. 
Uh-huh. No, but I mean, you know, I remember like you, because you'd never done it before. So there were so many steps that you had to figure out. And I'd be like, are we ready? Are we ready? And you'd be like, no, because now we have to do this. And I'm like, okay. You know, it was, but it was really interesting. And then we got Adam, of course. And then I had always known that Bridget's husband had wanted to do a podcast and I had met Mark like maybe twice, but I thought (laughs) that would be kind of interesting. Mark seemed like a really smart guy. He seemed like he had an interesting, you know, and I figure if he can keep up with Bridget, no, no, honestly, like I figured, I figured if he could keep up with Bridget, he was good to go. Like he would be good on the podcast. And I knew Adam because Adam was a client of mine and Adam was just funny. And so, um, and I, I, that's the thing about Adam. I don't think people get how funny Adam is, but it, he, he doesn't always show it. You know, he holds back. But um, yeah, so I thought, you know, the four of us started it. And then I definitely felt like we needed, like, the more voice. I like the idea of having more voices, you know, more opinions. I like that. So I really enjoy everyone that we podcast with. You guys are all yeah. awesome. Yeah. What it, I, I want to ask Rachel, because Rachel, you know, Rachel was kind of, I think Rachel was the last person we added, right? I don't know so. if I was or if Tony was. <clears throat> that was it me. you, Tony? Yes. But see, I had to twist your arm. <laughs> That's a whole <laughs> different story. All right, let's go with Rachel. Rachel, why do you podcast? Why do I podcast? Uh, probably because I was so often I was having my own show while listening to yours and adding my opinions and yeah. then I'd call you up later and I'd That's say, Chris, true. y'all didn't mention this detail and this detail and why didn't you mention this restaurant and you should go to Jico. You always, you know, no one ever mentions Jico because <laughs> oh, no one will Gico. try it. Yes. And it would just, I, it would fire me up. Sometimes I would call you and I think I would be very um, animated, which is probably yeah. not a surprise to people. <laughs> and um, I, I, and then you and I met, and we ate at Jico, and you said, okay, yes. I want you to come on this Animal Kingdom show and discuss this restaurant. And that show, we didn't just discuss the restaurant. We saw different activities, and it just led one thing to another, and I kind of became your resort nerd. Yes. I think y'all titled me that in one podcast show. And um, I just, I love the opportunity to get to visit with my friends about Disney. And um, so... And the way I found Chris was because of a podcast. Yeah. And, and she and I became friends. Yep, it's, that's true. I, I will never forget meeting up with you in the Magic Kingdom. Oh, and that was embarrassing. Why was that <laughs> embarrassing? Because I wasn't prepared for that. And I get off Buzz Lightyear and here you are with a whole bunch of people I've never met. You're like waiting for me at the exit. And I yeah. think it had been raining and it was in August and I was dripping wet and sweat. And it was like, oh, hi, nice to meet all of you strangers. But yeah. Well, and you and I both have hair that kind of goes crazy in any <laughs> kind of humidity. So it was pretty, especially you, you've got like a lot of hair. I do. So, so it was kind of like not the best hair day for both of us. But I'll, yeah, I'll never forget that. And oh, I think the next- can, I t- can I tell oh. one quick, neat little quinky dink? So I had listened to Diz Unplugged for many years in WDW Today, and I started listening to Chris, you, and the Mouse Chat team, and then um, because I didn't know how to plan a trip for me with a child. I knew how to plan it for my husband and I because we'd gone many times, but then it was the big trip for my first time with my son, and I didn't know what to do, and I started listening to the show, 
And then I went to work and I was filling in on a maternity leave and I started talking to the OT that was there and she mentioned, she's like, yeah, I booked my trip with this girl named, who does a podcast and she was fabulous and I just found her through the internet and I said, what's her name? And she said, Chris Wood. And I was like, uh-huh. no way, I listened to her. That's and too so funny. These I three- had like this major Arkansas connection going yes. on there. Yeah, and these three-year-olds were looking at us as we were geeking out over Disney and probably thinking, what's wrong with these people? And then, <laughs> and so that was my sign. And so then I was like, okay, I'm just going to email this person. And that's what made me do it because she she knew you. It was weird. That's that's mm-hmm. awesome. But it's, sometimes it's funny how, you know, you me- end up meeting people. And I find that the Disney community can be kind of small anyway like you know but I've met people even you know like the like you know like on a non-Disney work trip like you know beaches or something you know like sandals of beaches or whatever and they'll be like oh I know you you're from the, you know mouse chat and then I'm like yeah or that I know you for you're from the mouse and more podcast we get that now too so it's kind of weird how people kind of connect you so yeah definitely okay Adam, and then we'll finish with Tony because, you know, Tony is the last. So we just, we discussed that. Okay, go ahead, Adam. Why do you podcast? Is it because, well, Adam kind of podcasts like he's got a double life, but okay, go ahead, Adam. Um, well, I guess short answer is I podcast because you asked me to. That's right. You begged me. <laughs> That's what are you it? talking about? That's the only reason. The long, re- the long, uh... an adventures by Disney. <laughs> the long answer is, when you were starting your agency and you're in this podcast, you asked me if I want to be on it. I'm like, sure, I guess. Um, and I believe my one stipulation was I had to be your first Disney booking, which I yes, was. You were. And uh, just so everybody knows that. And uh, it, uh, the podcast kind of helps if I, I don't want to sound arrogant, but it might come off arrogant as somebody that's not a travel agent. I don't have anything to sell. Right. Other than other than my experiences and my opinions, and I'm not selling, and you don't have to pay for them; they're free. Just like to use a travel agent, it's free. And I felt like, hey, why not uh, tell the the public, or at least the people that are listening, what that I think funny. is uh, makes sense to do, and why I think it is good idea, and why I think it's a bad idea. So that's really why I do it because get a different opinion on on things and i think you know, does the restaurant makes sense or what time to go or whatever and i appreciate the feedback especially on twitter of uh the good feedback and even the bad feedback so yeah. to why to, so i know how to get myself better make myself better well and i i think you hit on something too with that which is that when you do something like that you do put yourself out there and the internet can be great or it can be very cruel and so it is tough and it's scary. And you guys know that a lot of times, like even after doing this for almost 10 years, I get nervous. I get really nervous about what I put out there and what I say. Um, it isn't easy. And people can say whatever they want. And well, sometimes they true. do. And they so, do. I know, Liza. Hi. What if, Liza, I'm still standing. Sh- <laughs> so so we got a couple bad reviews in the very beginning and it and it was it was painful and one of them one of them said Chris used to be on such and such and and this is just a rehash of that podcast and I'm like 
Well, of course it is. I, I came up with 99% of the topics. What, am I going to become a new person on this podcast? No. I mean, you know, it's of course it's, it's an extension. And the other one was Liza. What did they say? You sounded I, well, like the nation. Oh, my. I couldn't even. The list is pretty long of this hater that hates me. The nanny named Fran. Well, you know what? I, I don't even mind Fran Drescher. I mean, that's fine. You want to call me the nanny? That's fine. But you know what? At least, you know, at least I got an opinion about me, whether it's negative or positive. I do make people laugh, though, and that's okay. But that was hard. Like, the first few months were kind of hard because we did get, like, hit with, like, 10 bad reviews. Not 10. Was it 20? No, we got two. (laughs) We had a couple. No, three. We got three. Nobody said anything bad about Mark. But somebody took, <laughs> took somebody took one of mine back. Yeah, they, somebody they, they, changed they, the they, they did take it back. Thank that you. That you were growing on them. I grew on them like a fungus. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> See now all those markers. That makes it that, better. All those markers be like, oh, we got to leave him a review so he doesn't get. Well, I heard. <laughs> I heard the Mark haters actually meet like once a year. <laughs> There's like a Facebook group. Yeah, they have like a casual meetup and then they all go on a group ride together just so it's not totally you know, like a, a waste of time. They all get together and don't do what they want in the park. Yeah. <laughs> they sit on a bench during the fireworks. They can actually see the fireworks. They sit on like sort of, they sit where all the smokers sit. I guess they, they don't sit there anymore, but you really can't sit from there they mall walk around the hub like really fast while the fireworks are going do a lot of thing. (laughs) i saw someone mall walking this morning i'm like i didn't know people still did that they do do you is that how you get like so many steps every day tony uh, every Saturday, well, Saturday morning and Monday holidays, I play racquetball. And after I finish racquetball, there's a mall next door and I go over there to have breakfast, but they're not open for breakfast when I get there. So I walk around the mall and it's me and just a bunch of like people in their seventies. Okay. <laughs> Why the mall? Why a mall? Did you do that thing with your arms? Cause they're, it's like a circle. It's yeah. It's like a lap. That's what okay. Mark's dad does. I guess yeah. it's indoors and it's climate controlled. Are you wearing like uh, wrist weights? Uh, I'm wearing my comfortable walk sketchers. Okay. Nice. No, I'm not. We're not going as mall walkers for Halloween. No. <laughs> Come on. I'll bring do it. a fanny pack and some like ankle weights. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. We were going to go as Elvis and Priscilla, which I still like. I mean, we can do that. That's fine. Okay. Try and get down there and do Lisa Marie for you. Uh, we could do Laverne and Shirley, and then yeah, Adam we could can do... be Lenny. Yeah, Swiggy. <laughs> Who's Lenny? Just make sure he gets a Jerry curl. <laughs> yeah. Who's Lenny or Squiggy? Oh, yeah, I don't know these people. Well, I think he should be Squiggy. I mean, he's tall for Squiggy, but he's... you could make him the fawns and do the branch out because didn't one show branch yeah. off the other? Yes. Uh, happy uh, days. Uh, I think Adam is Lenny, I'm Squiggy, and Mark is the Big Ragu. Nice. Mark's the Big Ragu. And Adam has no idea what we're talking about. No. No. Like, I've never seen that show. Okay, your homework is to go watch that and to book an Adventures by Disney, but we'll talk about that some other time. Because, you know, you said I could get you to do things, so I'm just going to keep saying that over and over. If I could rehash one thing we were talking about earlier. I did sit on a bench with Mark and Bridget and the kids, our backs against 
So not watching the fireworks in Epcot. That actually did happen. That's no. Right. Yes. I wouldn't have my back to the fireworks. Well, right? okay. I think Bridget was standing up watching it, but Mark had his back to him. That's crazy. That was fun. Rumbling. <laughs> no, that was... Bridget wasn't even there. Wasn't that when she went to get the umbrella or whatever? Well, before she oh, left. God, stupid umbrella. Before she that left. Eighty on it. And oh, I, was wow. all, I was all bitter. Oh, yeah. that's right. I remember the umbrella story. Yeah. I think it already broke, right? Oh, it's broken, yeah. It's oh, broken. Yeah, it's, she still uses it. <laughs> of course it's broke. They break that's right funny. away. Oh, they're terrible. Yes. All right. Awful. Okay. Okay, let's go to Mark. So why do I pipe? So I, I, Bridget, Bridget actually got me into into podcasts. Uh, I resisted for a while, but I then I now I it's like all I do. I listen to podcasts all the time now, um, and I think they're wonderful. So then, as the see, more I'm good I, for you, see, yeah, mm-hmm. see that, yes, so, I know. So the more I listened, the more I was like, hey, I, I, I think I could do this, right? So we, I, I talked about doing a podcast with Bridget. I talked about doing a podcast with my friend Grant, um, you know, and, and we went on. But I, I just love – it's it's another way to, like, escape, I think, for me. And, it, like, when I'm not in Disney, I can do this. And, um, you know, because, like, my day job, I'm like – financial analyst guy and we're worried about like hitting revenue targets and quarter ends and you know all this all this stuff that's uh not so much fun (laughs) right but like you know so it's fun to be able to do this like at nights and stuff like when we get together we could just like talk about about disney it's you know it's just a lot of fun and you know and i hope that you know we've learned a lot in the times that we've been going and I hope that you know we can impart that knowledge on to other people and maybe make their trips a little bit better you know all right. Okay, and now finally, last but not least, Tony. The last one on the show, the one whose arm I kind of had to twist. Go ahead, Tony. So I just do this because I enjoy talking, and I enjoy talking about Disney more than I enjoy just talking. Um, got into podcasting a little bit, well, maybe about a year and a half before I joined this podcast. Uh, and I'll give a shout-out to my other show, Two Dudes Talking Disney. Um, which we've been around for a year longer than you guys, and I think we've only done like 35 shows. So we don't have half the uh, uh, shows that that we've done. Hashtag Um, goals. But. (laughs) Right? But Um, you've had Cliff Clavin on. You had Cliff Clavin. That's true. I'm still so jealous of that. And if you ever run into Ratzenberger, I'm not playing with you, Tony. We did. Maybe one day. Um, but, uh, I just enjoy sharing my love and knowledge of Disney with other people. And this is a creative outlet for me to do that. And I appreciate Chris for letting me have the opportunity. Well, I am very happy. I'm very lucky that all of you decided to do this when Liza and I decided to hatch this plan. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, we maybe weren't the best messengers like, Hey, let's do a podcast. We don't know anything about it. But, you know, but it was, it's been super fun and, and it is hard. And I think one thing that listeners don't always know is that it is a big, it's, it's fun, but it can be a sacrifice. You know, when we go to the parks, we're taking pictures, we're trying to get content and we don't have access. Like a lot of travel agencies that sell a ton, they have access that we don't have. And so we have to, and a lot of podcasts that Disney maybe gives media access to have, you know, we have to work to get every little bit that we bring to you guys. We pay for it all ourselves. 
we never get anything for free. We don't honestly want anything for free. And I felt that way when I was on the old podcast I was on. I never wanted anything for free because I wanted to be able to say, you know, the food at such and such isn't good. I never wanted to be the podcaster who had to have a positive report on everything because I was, I was, you know, getting free stuff. So I was going to put that differently, but I decided that wasn't appropriate anyway. So I like to have an honest opinion. I like to, you know, form my own opinions about this. Um, but we work really hard to get that access. Um, I'll be going to galaxy's edge in two days. I, I'm going to stand outside before they open because I know they have a dedication ceremony on Wednesday night and oh I'm I'm not even lying. I'm going over there just in case they'd let us in, but we probably won't get in. But what I'm saying is, is I will try really hard as all of us do to kind of get information for the show and for, to get content. That's really a roundabout way of saying stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, guys, I don't ever want anything free from any of the people we talk about, whether it's Universal or Disney or anything. I don't ever want to be in that position because... You want to be honest about your opinion. I think your opinion has to change if somebody's, you know, giving you free cupcakes. I don't know. Honestly, I can be be won over for free cupcakes. I know. I was like, you're going to turn down a free cupcake? I'm not turning down anything that's free ever. I I think... (laughs) I think what we're saying here is the Mouse and More podcast cannot can be, be bought. bought. <laughs> wait, I thought we could be bought wait, with cupcakes. I mean, well, okay, wait, wait, wait. Well, with cupcakes, maybe. maybe. Well, it just depends. It depends. <laughs> right. <laughs> it might depend. I think what we're saying is, you know, we this is a labor of love. And yes, we are advertising the agency on the podcast, but that's not the whole point of doing it. Or, I mean, we didn't advertise for what? 16 months yeah, I mean we we got into it slowly but I just want everyone to know that I can't be bought but I can be rented <laughs> I I heard that I heard that oh, actually yeah. that's what Cheryl said well she said that's how she met you she had to bail you out of jail <laughs> so does anyone have anything else they want to add don't start singing like kumbaya okay I can don't be. get all mushy oh, I would just like to thank right. thank our listeners yeah we have had such good interaction with people and so many nice emails and, and kind words and really nice reviews, which is extremely kind. We just got one the other day from a guy, Liza was reading it to me, who who said we were funny and we appreciate that. So that's yes. what we were going for. Oh, yeah. and then he also said, like, it, you know, he was going to the parks really soon and we were helping him with information, which informative and entertaining is really the goal of the show. Right. That's it. So. Yeah. yeah. So. I like being entertaining. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah. Just, just don't try to get me to go to the neighborhood party, which we just had. We had a block party, and I was like, I said to my husband, oh, my God, we can't go home. They're having a block party. Yeah, anyway. We, yeah, but we, we do have great listeners. I can't believe people... Somebody recognized me in the park one time. That was nuts. Somebody heard Tony say something over at Disneyland. And I can't, I was like, wow, we've got a pretty spread out uh, audience here. So around the country. And so that's really amazing. And that's like really, you know, speaks volumes to podcasting and being able to reach people. And, and it's awesome. I mean, I love doing it. We don't get paid to do it. We just do it because we love it. That's true. Alrighty. I do want to thank all the listeners and um, 
This, oh this show is definitely from the heart, from all of us. And every everyone we put out is, even if it's bad, even if sometimes instead of from the heart, it seems like it's from somewhere else, if you know what I mean. Um, so. I've, I've been following and talking to a, a person that, that writes songs. You know, he writes some songs and he wrote a special song for us for our podcast and it's really fun and it's awesome and he got the gist of who we were through our personalities and everything and um special shout out thank you cookie anyway cookie hi cookie flip and love cookie it's really good i think it's catchy it gets stuck in your head my kids sing it <laughs> yeah i was singing it the other Are day you just, yeah you didn't hear it yet mark i haven't heard it no i don't think i've heard it well, well you're going to hear it. You're going to have to listen to this show. <laughs> All right. Let's close the show. We're going to have, we'll have special music at the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. And if you are interested in booking a vacation, please give us a call. It's 919-889-5281. You can also contact us at MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening through 100 shows. Or should uh. I say Logging through a hundred shows. 100. I don't know. It depends on your perspective. Anyway, good night, everyone. Good Bye. night. Bye. Hanging in there. Yay. You need to know right now. I'll say it fast. Gotta hear about this great podcast Seven people from a travel agency Come together to talk all things Disney They might digress a lot but that's okay They're pushing boundaries, they are not afraid If you love Disney then you'll love this show They love it too, they're sharing all that they know The Mouse and More Podcast all you want and more A fun internet broadcast Prepare for Disney galore The Mouse and More Podcast It's all you want and more A fun internet broadcast Prepare for Disney galore First is Chris, she's snarky and loves cats there's also Rachel, she has all the facts And then Liza, her inappropriate words And Adam in the bathroom sneaking dessert And good old Tony never wears a shirt Bridget is practical, she's always sure And last is her husband, his name is Mark He never gets to do what he wants in the park The Mouse and More Podcast it's all you want and more A fun internet broadcast Prepare for Disney galore The Mouse and More Podcast It's all you want and more A fun internet broadcast Prepare for Disney galore The Mouse and More Podcast it's all you want and more A fun internet broadcast Prepare for Disney galore